Welcome to Ginger and the Beef, the podcast where you're killing me, Smalls. And why is he always calling me meat? I'm the one who's driving the Porsche. I'm your first base first base coach, Beefy Daryl Hogan, joined by the meanest umpire the world has ever seen, Ginger Isaac Locke. What's up? <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm just really excited to be here. It's a it's a sport that's near and dear to my heart. I don't know if you guys picked up on the 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 quotes for which movies we're talking about today, but we have a baseball bracket and a very special guest as well. Very special guest, my old man. Hi, Dad. Hey there. How's it going? Good, good. That's that's the Kevin Hogan, the man who turned me into the the person I am now. That's right. Yes, raised me. <laughs> am I? You know what I'm getting at? Am, am I officially the oldest person you've ever had on your podcast? Yes. Yes. Yeah. By far. 100%. Yep. Okay. By an entire generation. Well, I'm going to say. Yeah, Ryan's closest, right? And he's not Ryan, even forty. Yeah, Ryan's four years older than Daryl. So, uh, oh, I hadn't heard that. So, he's also your son. So he is also my son. <laughs> you have at least twenty years on him. But no, I yeah, I was I liked that. Uh, I had two quotes at the beginning. I know Isaac knows one of them. Uh, you're killing me, Smalls. Everyone knows that one. S'more what? No, no, you want a s'more. I haven't had anything yet. So how can I have some more of nothing? Shut up. You're killing me, Smalls. Bull Durham. No, that's the Sandlot. That's Sandlot. No, I know, but the other one's Bull Durham. Oh, you knew that. Okay. I wasn't sure if you'd know that. I watched it. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. With, with my eyes. <laughs> nice. That's the best way. All right, me. Give me your heat. Why is he always calling me me? I'm the guy driving a Porsche. Fastball. So, obviously, I, this is my dad's idea. We were at the beach one day, and he's just like, "I want to do like this back in obviously the summertime." Yeah. Um, he's like, "I should, I want to." I said, "Would you ever come on?" He's like, "Yeah, here's an idea. We'll do a baseball movie bracket." I went, "Well, why not?" That I don't know how. Like fun. I don't know how we didn't think of that, but it's fa- it's a great idea. One of the best we've had. And by we, yeah. I mean you. <laughs> So why why baseball movies, Dad? What 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 draws oh, you to baseball movies? Uh, baseball movies are just like I love sports movies, right? Well, I'm like all movies, like you guys do. Uh, oh no, I don't like the same movies you guys do. But I, <laughs> but I like I Some like I like movies. I love movies, and I don't there's something about baseball that sets it apart from the other sports. It ha- I think it has to do with the timing and the being able to focus in on the pitcher and the batter. You know, just you know, those moments in time that get frozen. I, I, that's why I like it so much. It's just, it's fun. Baseball is just such a classic sport. I, you know, it's, it's like you said, it's a head to head matchup and you get a chance. Here's, here's what I dislike about other sports is I don't like the running down of clocks and taking a knee where Mm -hmm. baseball, baseball, every team gets three outs. They get a shot at winning no matter what the score. And that's what I love about baseball. Oh, that's awesome! I, I think that's amazing. The uh, the thing about that I like about baseball too is is that it's um, it yeah it's timeless. It, yeah, you're right. There's no clock, but there's also just that there's a the, the di- di- those dynamic moments that can just that can be done so well on film, right? And and I'll be honest, there's lots of other sports that don't they the sports looks terrible, right? The actual sport itself looks terrible, but baseball, even kids can pull it off, right? That's why I like it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's absolutely true. And that's 
I I think baseball. I, I didn't have a respect for baseball. Let's 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 get real here. I didn't care for sports growing up that much. My dad decided to put my brother in baseball and me in soccer. I don't know where that decision came from. Maybe you can shed light on that. But either way, yeah. I didn't play baseball. Why why didn't you put me in baseball? Had to do with hand eye coordination, Daryl. Okay, perfect. And Ryan must have had bad ankles. <laughs> or bank or bankles to play. Asked, well, he. I, I asked my boys what they wanted to play, and they told me your buddies were playing soccer, so you played soccer. That makes there sense. Yeah. Oh, that's what a good parent yeah. <laughs> gives us the chance to do what we want. Um, I never thought about that the way you just said that, Isaac. Too um, like you can't. There's no you can't run out the clock. You're there no matter what. If it takes. You know, some people might think this is the boring part, but if it takes, you know, 10 hours to finish a game, it does. That, that probably never happens, but it could because you have to get through all nine innings. Yep. Well, every and, time. And, and if you if you don't finish at nine innings, it just goes on and on and on. I think the longest game that I've watched was I want to say it was that I think it was Toronto and Cleveland, and I believe it was 17 or 18 innings. I think it was 18 innings. And the longest game I watched live in Toronto was, I believe, Baltimore-Toronto went, I want to say, 15 or 16 innings. And yeah, it's like five, six hours. And I mean, for me, it's like the best thing ever because I'm just watching my favorite sport for that long. It's great. So, Did you play baseball, Isaac? So, And that's the funny thing. So I didn't play baseball. Um, There was a league in Kitimat, but it wasn't too big and it kind of hit more with the year or two younger than me was when it kind of started to ramp up i just played hockey and lacrosse and a bit of soccer but i found my love for baseball uh grade 12 just from watching yeah just from i just got into i started watching baseball started cheering for the jays my my old man uh we went to a game how old was i so I have family in Ontario. So when we visit uh, Burlington, we always go to a game. And when I was a teenager, we went to a game in Toronto. And I I remember seeing pictures of us kids at the stadium in Toronto with uh, my mom and dad when I was far too young to remember it. Um, so I, you know, I wanted to watch the Jays. That was the team I wanted to cheer for. That was my, my dad's team. Um, so I started watching baseball in grade 12. And I just got kind of hooked. It was like a new sport to learn. And it's, it's weird. Like you either like baseball, I feel, or you don't, uh, it's kind of like golf, yep. but if you, if you like baseball and you're into like the whole, the matchups, like everything's, you know, pitching matchups, how you approach batters, how you play defensively, how you it's, I don't know. It's just, there's something about baseball that instantly got me hooked and I got like addicted and I watched, I think there was one year I got MLB TV and I think I watched out of 162 games in the season. I think the most I've ever watched in one year. I think I watched 112 games that year. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's so much baseball. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, are are you guys old enough to remember the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire home run thing? Yeah. Yeah, I was at home with you and you were watching it and I couldn't watch probably something else. The rivalry. The rivalry. That was so, quite, that was something else. That I definitely remember the discussions tonight. Oh, probably. I yeah. I definitely remember that because you and Ryan were getting all excited. And what what year was that? Two thousand and one? Ninety eight? Was so it I'm around say, there? I was gonna say Yeah, 
Grandpa and Grandma were living at the lake still, right? So we were watching it there that summer. Oh, okay. So yeah. that, that's why. Yeah, somewhere. So it's, 90, yeah. 97, 98, somewhere in there, I think. There you I go. Have to look so, up. so, yeah, Isaac, look it up <laughs> on your new computer. I mean. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac just got a brand new desktop PC. Oh, my goodness. So he's up. Ni- so the home run uh, home run record chase was 98, Sammy Sosa, Mark yeah. McGuire. Um, the funny thing that I found about that whole thing was that I'm not sure. I don't remember, like I'm not old enough to remember exactly the details on it, but I know Mark McGuire was questionable for steroids. Oh, I think they were both juiced. I don't think there's and, any question about it. Well, and Sosa, I know Mark McGuire, like the guy is built like a friggin' bear, but yep. um, Sammy Sosa also got caught for corking his bat. Mm-hmm. So that was also, that was the kind of, that, that timeline was when, there was a lot of steroids kind of going but, through baseball. And but now they didn't, I was going to say, they didn't get caught right away, didn't they? They got caught years later. Yeah, not all of them. Um, obviously, one of the one of the big ones was uh, yeah. A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez. And yeah. Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. And Barry Bonds, yeah. He's he's always going to have an asterisk in my mind. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't uh, like one. cheaters. Yeah. No, fair enough. Our, no one does. Um, I I didn't care about baseball that much and then i don't know if it was it was either when i was living with you isaac or i think that was part of it but then there was also a show on tv at the same time so uh hbo had all these and they had nhl 24 7 shows and i loved them i just that's what got me into hockey was watching those shows then they did one on the san francisco giants when um I can't remember the guy with the beard, but Tim Limsicum was the co- or was one of the pitchers, and then the guy, the guy with the big thick beard, was there too. Was it Brian Wilson? Brian, yeah, yeah, and they were I there, and it was, it was the, Brian Wilson. The, yeah, it was the, the year after the, guy from the Beach Boys, that one, not the, not the same Brian Wilson. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> but it was the year after they won the the World Series, and and they did a a documentary show of how they, I guess, do the baseball team, and it has the manager and everything. I was just actually it, it actually fascinated me about how they pick players and how the teams are. I always just thought I'm like, well, this game it's like anyone could play this game. It's but watching like I can't remember the guy, I think is it Ring Cohn? Is that a did he play in San Francisco? I don't recognize the name. Oh, anyway. Either way, there was a big guy, he was an outfielder who he was there because he was a hitter. And it was showing he got really he, he put on some pounds after he won the World Series. And then he had to like train to get back in there because um, his hitting was still good, but he couldn't run. And you have and I obviously running is important. You have to sprint from base to base, and, and <laughs> you know you, you think of how fast the guys are catching the ball and throwing it. You got to go. So yeah. it's just I just didn't realize the athleticism. I kept thinking of you know the fat old guys and from back in the day who who oh, were yeah. playing. What were it, playing what impressed baseball. what impressed me was was the the big boys still had the bat speed so if you if you couldn't run the bases their trick was just learn how to hit home runs yeah but what i thought was funny was all these big boys that still had the bat speed to hit these fastballs out of the park it it blows my mind one of the one of my favorite sport comparisons when somebody when people are arguing about sports and what's the toughest sport or what's the hardest sport i heard somebody i don't remember who it was or what video it was who said it but um they were talking about how you know somebody you, you can figure out a wrist shot or you can figure out uh, a free throw or you can, you know, figure out uh, how to hit a golf ball. Um, you might not be great at it, but you could do it. 
Um, but not a lot of people can hit a 90 mile an hour plus fastball. Nope. So no, like I've been to the batting cages and I've gone to the cages where it's been like 70 miles an hour and it's scary. Like it's, it's amazing how slow you react to something flying at you that quickly. And that's only 70 miles an hour. You're right. I, Isaac, absolutely. We don't have, we don't have a clue what it's like to stand in front of a 95 mile an hour for a hundred mile an hour fastball. It's crazy. Yeah. Is that, is that what this, the standard is for fastballs? hundred miles. Well, it's an getting hour? there. It's the last few years. It's put pushed up big time. Yeah. I think, I think the average, like, uh, you know, fastball dominant pitcher, they're throwing at least 95s. Like if you have a closer or a starter, that's got a good fastball, they're usually throwing 95s plus. And there's some guys, uh, there's a few closers that can consistently throw a hundred to 102. It's absolutely insane. That is absolutely crazy. I remember going to uh, Castle Fun Park with you and Dean, Isaac. And I think that's where, I think they have a uh, 70 or maybe it was a 50. I know that's not that fast compared to 100, but or it's half that way. But I was watching you guys just dumbfounded that you guys even had a chance to hit one. I think you probably (laughs) both hit one, right? And I'm over there looking at the softballs coming at me going, I'm going to get one of these <laughs> eventually here. You know, it was probably Dean that hit all of them because Dean's a natural power hitter, in my opinion. If if Dean was a, a, a through-and-through baseball player, I feel like he would have been a, a home run hitter, that guy. Oh, yeah, big time. Big Just time. raw power. Oh, yes. Very much. That's that's my cousin. Oh, and you mm-hmm. know him, Dad. We, we've my, had... That's my nephew. <laughs> that's him, yeah. Um, <laughs> great. Anyway, I, I also I haven't asked – uh, Dad, did you play baseball when you were younger? Uh, we played baseball all the time, but I was not an organized baseball. Does that make any sense? Like we just played all the time. My brothers and I, we played catch every day. We invented games. We played baseball out in the fields. We we would, whatever. We played at lunch and recess at school, but no organized teams. So did you? I, that's I, awesome. I, only, I played organized ball once, played at church league in Regina, which was fastball. Uh, with my brother Joel, actually. So that was, and that's the only time I ever played organized ball. I should say uh, I did play um, in a beer league, slow pitch uh, league with uh, Dean and Rachel. And that was fun. Um, That was the only organized baseball I played. Uh, But like you said, uh, Kevin, we as a kid, as kids, we played catch all the time and, and, you know, tried to do home run derbies by throwing the ball up and hitting it as hard as we can across the park and see if anybody could catch it. But that's about it. Oh, played 500. Um, Oh yeah. Out by the hour. We would, my brother Stan and I, and Joel, Joel and I actually did it more than Stan, but we would, we'd find these baseballs that were lighter and we would try to throw them like real pit pitches that moved and curved like, and whatever that the other person couldn't catch. And we play horse that way. And we would do it by the hour until our arms were dead, like dead. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then you guys... go to sleep and then you wake up in the morning and you feel a hundred percent. Absolutely. Because <laughs> you were day. young. I, I was going to say, you guys didn't have like a TV at home, did you? What are you talking about? Well, like <laughs> yes, we had a TV. <laughs> well, what was it like before TVs were invented, dad? <laughs> Uh, anyway. right, my sob story, black and white TV, one channel. That's my sob story. <laughs> Here's my sob story. You guys, I don't know if you noticed, but I, I ran away from the mic about a minute ago because my nose started bleeding. 
Oh, and what? <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a nosebleed in years. I've uh, I've been blowing my nose a lot because I had a cold last week, and it's also just super dry in, in yep. here. So, Berta. I just uh, I got the old uh, I got the old remember remember the movie Mystery Men when yes. uh, oh, yeah. Ben Stiller just puts the toilet paper up his nose. <laughs> I got one of those that right mo- now. That movie is so bad. <laughs> I love but that it, movie. It explains why you're a little nasally. So yeah, sorry, sorry about that, everyone. All my list, all, all, all our listener. <laughs> if I, <laughs> I, if I start, if I start throwing out meaningful statements that that um, don't make any sense when you finish saying them, then that's because of mystery men. Oh, nice! Like when the going gets tough, the uh, whatever. I'm not gonna even try to go there. <laughs> the tough get was that was that what's his name Green? Is that who did yeah. it? No, the, old guy. Guys. the old yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's get into this. So. Yes. The baseball movie bracket, I got my dad to send me some. I picked uh, some of the ones on this list for that. Isaac, me and you both watched a bunch. There's someone here that I still have. Uh, I've seen all these. I haven't seen any of them recently. Or I haven't seen all of them recently, but I have done some baseball movies in the last little while. So There are, let me count real quick, uh, one, two, three. There's three movies on this uh, in this bracket that I have not seen. Ever. Yep. And I am at two, two. There we go. Well, we'll. I'll try to educate you. And I have a feeling one of those movies you both haven't <laughs> seen, but we'll get there. So yeah. let's start here, right, right from the get go. We have uh, the number one draft overall, um, the Sandlot, you, unanimously, unanimous between me and Isaac. It was it was the Sandlot coming in at number one and going up against what is crazy that it's down so far under at an eight seed, Major League. Yep. With uh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah. So I have to admit, Major League is one of the ones that I have. I watched it a while ago, and I had it full intention to watch it, but life's just busy, and I haven't seen it recently. But I remember it being hilarious. And every list that I went to and I saw online that, that was talking about baseball movies, Major League, Major League is in the top five. It's always in the top five. Yep. So why was, why is it so good? That was Charlie Sheen before he got weird. Yeah. Yes. But what made Major League so good, Dad? What I know you love that movie. Well, I liked Major League because it was ah, it's typical. One, it's in the major leagues, right? So you're in a it's a major league team. So it's not so Cleveland Indians, right? So you've got that. You've got the you've got the owner who's trying to you know the classic. I'm trying to sub you know. Trying to sell the team or something Sub, to uh, submarine this team, right, or get rid of it or whatever. Are they you trying to move the, it to Florida? Yeah, and they got these, you know, these plucky players that are just going, "Hey, we can do this, we can manage," and all this sort of stuff, right? So, um, I like that dynamic, and then the, then the characters. I mean, wild thing. I mean, you gonna pick a scene from a movie that 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 will get you every time you watch it? Is watching wild thing, watching walk in from the bullpen, right, with the. With the Wild Thing song playing with, in the background the of the crowd. Thing song. <laughs> I do remember that. I remember that one clearly. They played it. There's... Uh, I don't remember if it happened often. It's that movie also had it was Tom Berenger in it. He yeah, was, he was he was the catcher, right? Yeah. 
that now, okay, we'll talk about catchers and pitchers in a minute because mm-hmm. that's something that I didn't realize. But uh, but we'll we'll get there with another movie. Okay. Um, Isaac, do you remember Major League? I watched it once with my dad. That was the only time I watched it. Um, I from that movie, I remember I was young enough that I was laughing when my dad laughed because I didn't get half the jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad's it was a belly shaker. That's for sure. Um. So yeah, he, I, I mean, he had some good chuckles. Oh yeah, yeah, good tummy laughs. Yeah, it's uh, it just sucks that that movie is coming up against the Sandlot. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I, and I think Major League would would definitely make it to the second round at most times. But uh, I will very very click, quickly say not against the Sandlot. Yeah, I re- I don't know. I'm going to tell my story. I think I told this on the podcast before, but I'm going to say it again. About a, two months ago, I sat down on a Saturday morning. Maybe it was a few months more. Maybe it was in the spring, whatever it was. A couple months back, I sat down on a Saturday morning with Marshall and said, we're going to watch a movie. And Michelle was sleeping in. Uh, our new uh, Emberton wasn't born yet, so she was pregnant. So she was just going to sleep in. There was no other kid to, to worry about. We sat down and we put on the Sandlot. And I was... I spent, I think, half of the movie watching Marshall's face and his reaction, and mm-hmm. he was smiling, and he was so excited, and like when the dog came out at the end, and he was so into that movie, and then afterwards, he's like, let's watch it again, <laughs> and watching him be so excited just reinvigorated my love for that movie, which is just, I, I'm pretty sure that's how it was when I was a kid, Yeah, uh, but that movie just... The first time I saw it, and every single time I see it, it brings me back to being a kid. And don't get me wrong, I didn't play on a sandlot. I didn't play baseball as a kid, but it was just that movie just got to me every time. Yeah, that movie definitely, for me, just makes me feel like a kid again. Because that was kind of how they play baseball, is kind of how I played hockey. I would, I would, you know, no phone calls, no phones, no internet. I would just... You know, Saturday morning, I'd run over to my buddy's place with my stick and my gloves, and we'd play some some pickup hockey with the neighborhood kids and friends that we had nearby, and just like was, street hockey or on us with yeah, your skates, just just street hockey, man. And uh, Sandlot for me, it just gives you that like wholesome, good old you know fun, no internet, no distractions, just you know playing with your friends in the summer no school freedom. Um, It gives me the, it gives me the warm and fuzzies every time I watch it. Oh yeah. Well, and, and it does the same for me. I mean, I was, I mean, I was actually younger than those kids in that movie because it came out in the sixties. Right. I mean, it was set in the sixties. So um, I was just a little guy in the sixties, but it, it would, same thing though. It was just kids getting together to play. Like, as I said earlier, we played all the time. Like we just played and, We'd make up games because we didn't have a backstop. We didn't have, well, we had an empty field, but we didn't have the sand lot, right? But same idea. I remember, I remember playing there by the hour. It was amazing. Like you yeah. said, play even if you weren't playing baseball, you are playing 500 or you were throwing the ball or you are trying to see who could hit the farthest or whatever it was. Or tin can cricket. Tin, I don't know what that is. No, no, that's that's the subject from the show. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Off we go. It's too even- hard to explain. It's too hard to explain. Even the the dynamic of the stepdad that he's not comfortable with, and Dennis Leary, such yeah, remembering a good stepdad. remembering growing up being like afraid to piss off my dad, and uh, yeah, and then James Earl Jones at the end, 
you know, oh. it's his, his whole story at the end of the movie there is just phenomenal. It was just a, like, it's a, it's a great movie, but it's just well, like super well-written. Yep. Yeah. What's Babe Ruth's yeah. name again? George? George. He's like, George signed this for George? you? I can see him laughing with his dark glasses. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, you mean George? Yeah. That's oh, it's so good. And we'll, we'll, we'll probably get into the Sandlot a lot more as yeah. we go. I have a feeling it might make it past this first round, but we'll see here. Okay. So I, you, you were unanimous dad Sandlot or not unanimous. Okay. So I know that how the, how you guys do this. So you guys vote and I, and I break the tie. If there's a tie. <laughs> I go Sandlot for sure. Yeah. I'm a Sandlot guy. And I'd agree. So <laughs> I'm, I'm Abe, I'm Abe Simpson in this, in this podcast. <laughs> you get that one? Yeah, I yelling don't get that. Well, yep, I know who yelling, Abe Simpson is. Old man yells at cr- clouds. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting upset. Um, perfect. So the Sandlot moves on. Uh, the next round here, we have two new-ish baseball movies coming at you. Yeah. So we have Trouble with the Curve, which for those of you who don't know, it, it, it kind of snuck under the radar, but it had uh, Clint Eastwood. He was a scout. And uh, Justin Timberlake's in it, Anna Kendrick's in it. And then we have that coming up against Moneyball with Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill, Chris, whatever, Pratt, Chris Pratt. What do you, have you seen those, Dad? Have you seen both of them? I have not seen Trouble with the Curve, but of course I've seen Moneyball several times. So, and it's a fantastic movie, Moneyball. Yeah. Truly. What are your thoughts, Isaac? Uh, I didn't watch all of Trouble with the Curve. I think I fell asleep. Classic. Um, that's you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Because I'm old now, and you know, I just movies for me are basically a bedtime story. Um, Moneyball, though, I love the story. I love the. It's based around Billy Bean, and and you know, it's based on true events, true story. Um, uh, underdog team that year that they focus on, but Billy Bean up until I think maybe this year. I'm not sure. He might be calling it quits here this year or next or last year, but um he was in Boston, right? Is that where he went afterwards? I don't think he ended up no, going I think to Boston. I think he stayed well at the end of the movie at least he stays in Oakland. Yeah, I think honestly I think he's still been with Oakland up until I think this year or, or last year he's I think he's an I'd have to double check and I have to, I'd have to fact check, but I think he's finally calling it quits. I think he's just going to retire, but he's stuck with Oakland, which is one of the smallest market teams in the league. They're right across the bridge from uh, the giants. Who are um, the giant, one of the giant teams, San Francisco. Yeah. So Beautiful stadium, by the way, one of the best. Um, but yeah, Moneyball. I mean, not, it's well written. Oh, okay. Oakland stadium is not one of the best. No, no, no. It's one of the a- worst. A- AT&T Park, the uh, giant stadium. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes, the new yeah. one. Right on yeah. the bay. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. But no, Moneyball, I think, like, it's... Oh, he's been, he's been with the athletics all the way through. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't think he left. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a gem. And he, and he, you know, revolutionized, revolutionized baseball. Like, after the success of that team uh, that year and then moving forward, I mean, tons of teams and managers started to pick up on his... Um, on the analytics, game. yeah, the analytics, yeah, the the picking up on players' specialties and and kind of utilizing certain guys for certain things that kind of just took off uh, from there, and and I think that he pretty much made a a, a major a dent in in how baseball runs now. Yep, that's very true. Yeah, 
I I liked uh, Moneyball as as a whole. The movie, I just every time I watch it, like Trouble with the Curve is good. I enjoyed it. It's not that good. It made the yeah. list, but it wasn't. You know, it's not like it's not in my top two. And and, and Moneyball <laughs> is. <laughs> Yeah, I would I would say Moneyball goes forward for me. And and you, my dad hasn't seen Trouble with the Curve, so I'm assuming you're picking the same one. But I am Moneyball man. There we go. So Moneyball moves on. Uh, now we're up into the uh, the next line. Here we have 42. The the Chadwick Boseman Jackie Robinson story versus the rookie. The rookie is one I've never seen, and that's the oh. that's the Dennis Quaid one. Oh, and that's also based on a true story. Is it actually? Yeah. Isn't it a guy who like is an old man who goes and joins a team? Well, he he's he. I think he's like thirty, late thirties, something like that, thirty eight or something like that, thirty six. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's like a high school baseball coach or something. And I don't remember the specifics. It's been a while since I watched it, but yeah. Dennis, I think that was like Dennis Quaid's prime for me. Like that was right around his acting prime. Uh, in my yep. opinion. Uh, but great story. Yeah. Like a high school baseball coach or something like that. Yep. And essentially the guy's got a, a heater, like a crazy arm and just, he got hurt uh, coming up as a, trying to get into the majors um, and ended up finding that he still had a wicked arm as a late 30 year old and made a deal with his team. According to the movie, I don't know sure if that's the actual true story, but uh, in the movie, he makes a deal with his team. Uh, if they start winning games, then he'll he'll try out for a team. And I think he ends up trying out for Tampa. And uh, yeah, the guy's got a he's got like a ninety six mile an hour or ninety eight mile an hour fastball. Um, it's a great underdog like little guy story, and it was a lot of fun. That movie, good uh, good heart warmer, if you will. Yeah, very much so. That I would agree entirely with that synopsis. I think that it was just it was really good to watch that movie like it was just made you feel good at the end right like it was yeah. one of those, it's a feel good movie yep tearjerker i it's, oh, on yeah. Dis, it's on disney plus i'm probably gonna have to watch that here yeah it's a good one man fairly quickly um you know what this is totally random but you know what else is a really good dennis quaid movie frequency in, oh, with jim caviezel in good company <laughs> i don't know frequency. no i've seen that one that is really a that's a that's a it's weird right yeah, it's a. They're sitting at the desk, right? And he's getting messages on it. Yeah, so his dad, his dad died. So Jim Caviezel is is Dennis Quaid's kid, and Jim Caviezel, he's I think he's a cop, a detective, and he's got this is totally. I'm going to make it real as quick as I can. He's a cop. He he ends up turning on this old radio, and he's like playing with it, and all of a sudden he starts communicating with his dad from like when he was a kid. So his dad's speaking to him through this radio when when Jim Caviezel's a, a young kid and he's on the radio with him as an adult and he's already passed at this point. And basically Jim Caviezel is trying to solve his dad's or his mom's murder. I think his mom anyways, it's it's honestly it's like suspenseful but like wholesome and just highly entertaining. I like again, that was in the same range I think for for uh timeline of, of Dennis Quaid wheelhouse. Yep. I just wrote it down. Frequency. Yeah. Well, Great you movie. know, I, I never, I didn't, I didn't watch that one on purpose. It just came on TV one night and I watched it and it was, I was taken in right away. It was a great movie. 
it's a great idea. Like I like I like movies that come up with like some real original writing, and that one was phenomenal. Great story. But um, but the yeah rookie was good. But <laughs> sorry, yeah, back, 40, to back, back to the bracket. I'll, I'll bring you back. Forty two was, I mean, what great acting. I mean, that was incredible, and it's so it's obviously an amazing story, Jackie Robinson story. Well, I just I found it. <laughs> I, I didn't know the story, to be honest with you. I didn't even know the movie until Chadwick Boseman died, and and then they kind of did a, um, they they kind of started talking about his career and all the movies he made. Like it came out in what twenty twelve or twenty thirteen, something like that. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, it's so I watched it just recently, and it is so good. The story. It's hard to watch though. Freaking oh. people are assholes. But oh, I, no, I get <laughs> that. Know? No, and it's funny because I, re- I remember reading, we used to get these, we had these, we had the we had world book encyclopedias and we had these childcraft books and they had stories of famous people. And I read a story about Jackie Robinson, I, like probably when I was like 10 or nine or something like that, right? And I was just taken by this guy that was the first black guy to play in the major leagues. And and that's why I say it even goes back to the Sandlot, right? Because the James Earl Jones, that character, yeah, he definitely would have played Major League Baseball if it had been a different season, right? But and he was in the other. He was in the other leagues. He's, yeah, he was in the Negro leagues. Exactly. And, and so, but forty-two. You're right, Daryl. It's so hard to watch because it's because the racism is just so blatant and prevalent. The use of, it's, well, on the use of the N word, which they had to use, or else the movie wouldn't make any sense, right? No, and so it's, it's the, just, and it's. It, it it does make it hard to watch, but doesn't make it less good. It's a fantastic movie. I think I think the harder those those types of movies are to watch, I think that that means they really hit the nail on the head with with making you feel like you you know you're there for that that experience and and how tough it was for those folks. You know, yeah. um, did you know there's still a Jackie Robinson Day in the MLB? Yes, once once a year. Uh, one game or one day a year uh, for yeah. every season. They every single player on every single team wears the number forty-two for a game. Yep, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. That's awesome. It's probably at the end of the movie. It says that in there or something like that. But yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, the other thing with that movie um, is it's uh, it's one of the only movies that I enjoy Harrison Ford is in that isn't Air Force One. Fugitive, yeah, or Star Wars or Indiana Jones, like, like he's what's I? He's Branch Ricky, Branch Ricky, sure, yeah, the the owner, crazy, like crazy guy, and it was I don't know, he was he played it so well. I'm assuming that that's what that guy was like. Well, and he would have had to be because you had to you to to bring a guy into the league in those days would have been I mean that was just virtually impossible, right? And he did it. He, he he couldn't have done it if he hadn't been the person he was. It's, if you can see a, di- a, bio- a biography on Branch Rickey, I highly recommend it. It's fast. It's, he's an amazing man. And then the shortstop in that movie, Pee Wee Reese, never forgot that guy's name, right? What's, the one that comes and puts his arm around Jackie. That's not Alan Tudyk, right? Alan no. Tudyk's in the movie, but I can't remember who yeah, he plays. Yeah, but it's another, it's a, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the guy. I don't know the actor that plays him. But, but yep. either way. I, I'm yeah. I'm I'm picking forty two because I've never seen the rookie. Isaac, where are you going with this one? Oh, buddy, that's actually a really tough one. 
Apparently, I need to watch the rookie. Yeah. Uh, I think I think for the for the sake of baseball, I'll say forty two. All right. Well, okay. we don't we don't need your opinion, Dad. But what would you pick? <laughs> oh, I would I'd, I would pick forty two. I mean, I think the rookie is definitely worth watching. It's a great. It's a was it said great feel good movie. But forty two, as far as baseball goes, is 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 the winner here. So that's that's one thing I really like about a lot of these movies is the the history. And we're we're, we're going to get into a couple other ones that are um, actually history and then some like these next two which are completely fabricated um but we have this is going to be a hard one right here we have the natural which is arguably according to every list i've read the number one baseball movie ever made versus field (laughs) of dreams which is again on all the other lists i've read arguably the greatest baseball movie of all time Mm -hmm. which is the natural ironically being arguably one of the best ball baseball movies ever made one of the movies I have not seen on this list. Really? I <laughs> yeah. watched. Okay. I watched it last night. Okay. So, <laughs> so was, you, yeah, I was going to ask you, Daryl, if you had. So as, as of the other day, you hadn't. No, it so is fresh I, in my I am, mind. I am interested in hearing your reaction to having just watched it last night. So I'll just quickly say um, I like Field of Dreams. I don't love Field of Dreams. It's very boring. Very boring. <laughs> The the and I've watched it. I watched it like a year ago. the The story in it is is great. I love the story. In fact, this episode is named after that movie. But it's it's very it's just you know it's kind of boring. <coughs> Pardon me. Sorry. The natural has a one big problem with it, which I'll get into in a second. But otherwise, the story is awesome. I thought this is just going to be a puff piece on this guy. You know, this Robert Redford, 1980s, um, it, it was made in the 80s, but it takes place in like, I think the 1910s, in the teens, whatever. And uh, yeah, probably 20s or 30s. Oh, say, sorry, or, 20s yeah. and 30s, whatever. Early 1900s. And mm, sorry, and, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and it takes place then. And I thought this was going to be just a puff piece on this guy is just so good at everything he does. But no, it's not. It's not that. It's It's way better. It's a great story. There's great characters in it with him. Um, there's other, there's, I don't know. There's, there's some of the bad guys. I don't even know. There's this one actor in it who I only know from one thing. He's Billy Madison's dad, but he, in, in the movie, Billy Madison and he's oh, the, the movie. Okay. Yeah. In, in the movie, Billy Madison, which is not a baseball movie, but anyway, I just loved the, the natural. It was, it was a really good movie. It, it did have one glaring problem, which is the whole, um, Robert Redford, you know, your classic American dude, that kind of thing. You know, you yep. know, any Robert Redford movie is kind of like that. Bobby. But, but yep. uh, yeah, it was really good. I, I would recommend it, Isaac, for sure. Yeah, I should watch well, it. I'm just looking it up. It's uh, so it's 1910s Nebraska when he's a young boy, and then you. 1939 when he's uh, signed to the New York Knights, York which is Knights. pretty true. I mean, he was, uh, um, Robert Redford was like in his mid forties when he did the movie. So he's yeah. right. He's right at that age, which was also the one, another problem with that movie um, is that he also plays, you know, 17 year old him and he doesn't <laughs> look 17 and Glenn Close is in it. And she plays 17 year old her and does yeah, but, not, <laughs> does not pull it off. But if you watch any movie from, uh, from that era, uh, you know, they're saying, this guy's oh he's a teenager he's got a, a porn stash yeah 
Yeah. It's like, yeah, I get doesn't that. look the same. I get yeah. that. Uh, Robert Duvall's in that. Kim Basinger's in it. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, Robert Duvall some... is awesome in it. Isn't he? Who's the, who's the other one that's in that movie that's, oh, shoot. Um, okay, so there's the the two managers that are in that movie, the old guys, Wilford Brimley and Richard Farnsworth, who are, these are the quintessential old men actors that are, they're just, they're so perfect in that movie. Like, so amazing. They just, <laughs> they're sitting in the dugout, you know, spitting and and just oh i don't i don't know i don't know what you thought about that part of it daryl but it was oh, not amazing I, I i just looked it up so one richard farmsworth is is red he's awesome he's yes. they're, they're just such gruff old managers and that, and that was actually well, something he's, he's the guy that plays um he's the he's the 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 uncle in uh um anna green gables the one that came out years ago that's where he became really famous but anyways i've never seen anna green gables so the, so the face that I saw, I watched the trailer for it because I hadn't seen it. So I watched the trailer today. And the face that I saw briefly in the trailer that blew my mind was that Michael Madsen is in that movie. He sure yes. is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Baby yeah. face Michael Madsen in that film. <laughs> 1984. He's a, he's a yeah. young buck in it. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's great in it. Um, one thing, okay, and this is something I wrote down to, to ask you guys why this is the case. Um, I wrote down baseball stuff. <laughs> so... <laughs> why why is it that managers in baseball wear jerseys and and pants? Why do they dress up like the team? Like you see every other sporting event the the coach or the manager is is wearing a suit or you know a, even at least a, he's not wearing a an out a uniform. Why in baseball do they do that? And they still do that I'm pretty sure. They do, I'm gonna, yes. I'm gonna look it up. I, and you're right, Daryl. It's the only sport that they do that. You're dead on. Well, and I just because I've been yeah. watching all these movies and and like yeah. looking at those two old, like you were just talking about, those two old mm-hmm. coaches in the in the dugout, and they're sitting there and they're full decked out in their, you know, their baseball pants and shirts, and back then they just looked like pajamas. Yeah. Um, I so yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I get that, but I will, Daryl. What? They would ask you this question that would be if you're going to pick a closing scene from any baseball movie that those most dramatic, you would probably have to be Field of Dreams, right? Hitting the home run, the lights, you know, the music. You mean the natural? In the natural, yes. Yeah, you said Field of Dreams, yeah. No, in the natural. The yes. Natural, yes. When yeah. I watched, and I and I don't want to spoil it for Isaac, but because uh, watch it, it's good. Um, watching the end scene of the natural, I went, oh, this has been ripped off by every other baseball movie since. Absolutely. So, you know, I'll give it that. Yes, it, it's a, an amazing ending. And the um, music in that movie is brilliant. And Randy so. Newman did it. Well, now I got to watch it because you know how I feel about movies with good music. <laughs> um, so I just did a very, very, very brief search. And it looks like the first thing that I could find um, is that baseball is obviously a very, very old sport. And I guess they used to consider the the manager kind of morphed in or was kind of like considered a captain of the team and as baseball progressed more professionalized yada yada um they progressed into more of like a professional role i.e like handling player positions and yada uh, uh, yeah lineups and whatever else being um, more the but coach. essentially like it morphed from essentially the, the team captain and being a team captain you want to wear the same uniform as your players. So 
that's the best I could find is essentially they were early, early considered the captain of the team. Now more of a coaching thing. Makes yeah. sense. Okay. And that's why I'm thinking of Moneyball. I'm thinking of uh, <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman in his uh, Oakland A's outfit. That, dude, wait, why you got to bum me out talking about <sighs> Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Sad. Um, Absolutely I, brilliant actor. Gone mm-hmm. too soon. So I'm, so I'm also going to say Field of Dreams is good, but you guys t- tell me why. Why is it? Why is it? Why? Is, why are these two so hard to choose from? Here's another. I'm going to answer your question with a question. Why is Kevin Costner in so many baseball movies? Okay, <laughs> he's got three on this list. Yes, <laughs> right? But, yes, he does. But there's. I didn't realize this. There's a couple other movies, baseball movies that he's in, that aren't on this list that I didn't even know about until yesterday when I found another list. I look at a lot of lists. <laughs> I guess it used to be it used to be his his wheelhouse. I guess I don't know, man. The the Field of Dreams was just for me. It was like a, a movie I watched with my dad again. I watched. Sorry, that was my dog. Um, another another just classic baseball movie gives you yep. the the uh, I don't know, man. Like especially the scene Kevin Costner is hearing in the voices for the first time. Holy smokes, does it ever give you chills? No, does it ever. What was that? What was what? That voice just now. What was it? We didn't hear anything. All right. If you build it, he will come. You know, and, and I, and, and as much as I. I love the natural. And if I had to, like, if it was, you know, Sandlot excluded, if I was going to pick two movies to put in my final two, it would be the natural and field of dreams. And, but because field of dreams sort of hits you in the feels, like gets you in that, gets you in that, that the humanity side of it, where you've got everybody doubts this guy for hearing his brother-in-law doesn't believe him. They're going to close you. And then you got James Earl Jones again, being absolutely brilliant. Hey, he's, yeah, he's a two. There you go. You got the, you know, that great scene where they pick up the guy on the road, the hitchhiker, and they figure out it's the doctor that they just talked to the night before. Yeah. Yeah. And you just go, oh, this is so good. Then that guy has, that doctor has to walk across the white line. And it's just like. <laughs> I also love the scene when they first realize that other people don't see the guys playing. Yes. Yeah. And you're just, they're just laughing and, oh man, it's so good. Hey, where did all these you know ball what? players come from? You know what? Like. Obviously, it's a Hollywood movie, but damn, did that guy build a nice baseball diamond? Oh, nice! Just a game be- this summer? beautiful field. Did you watch the game this summer? I did. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, I thought they did a great job, especially having the players coming out through the cornfield. Oh, it was unreal. Well, what happened? They replayed so they, the game this summer. They played yes. a major league baseball game there this summer at that field. Yeah, they, yeah. they yeah they they had them, and they so it was the Yankees who who did they play? Oh my god. Oh sheesh! I should know this. I know, right? I'm. I totally just blank. Well, it was Yankees for sure. Yeah. I'm. Crap. I'm going to guess it was the. Uh, it was uh, another Padres, team. San Diego no, Padres. No. no, no. no. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm. I'm dying here right now. The Washington Nationals. The uh, Pittsburgh Ping- Pirates. Pirates. 
I'm, it was uh, the Sox. It was the White Sox. White Sox. There we go. Yeah. Two, that's probably the two oldest baseball teams. Well, White Sox yeah. makes sense because White Sox are, isn't it Shoeless Joe and the White Sox? Isn't that who? Yep. Who's in, who's in Field of Dreams? Yes, it is. That's, <laughs> and, that, that's, and that's exactly why. So and it makes sense. That's funny. Good. All right. Well, let's let's uh, get and then and and then and then just one more, which yeah, is the hey, hey, Dad, can we have a catch? Right. So yeah. if you can watch that and not cry, you ripped apart. <laughs> Something wrong with your nervous system. Also, Daryl, just just so you know, they had Kevin Costner come out first yes. with a ball, and he just walked out silently, and he just stood kind of in just past second base, and he just stood there looking around. It was unreal. Like I got, I got chills watching that game. I got chills right now. It might be because it's cold in my basement, but uh, <laughs> I got chills right now. Um, so you guys have to vote here, but I'll let you guys vote. No, I'm going to let you guys go because uh, I want to see. I want to hear what Isaac <laughs> says. Crap. Uh, well, I got to go feel the dreams personally. That's just yeah. For yeah. me, that's just the the winner on that. And, one. and I'm going to go the natural. So you are the tiebreaker today, Dad. No, she's, and you had both so, of these in your top two or top three. So <laughs> no, it's very true, and I, and I will tell you that I I love I love the natural. I think it's it's a it's a movie that I'll watch again and again and again, especially the closing scenes, especially. But um, but if I had to pick, if one that picks sort of shows the magic of baseball, it's Field of Dreams. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Field of Dreams. As much as I hate to see the natural go. Field of Dreams moves on, and we are taking our time, but we're on this next half of the bracket here. Before I get there, I need to ask you guys, we didn't put uh, John Turturro on this list, right? Have you ever seen that? How baseball was invented? No. No, I've never even heard of it. It's from the movie The Ridiculous Six, which I've never seen. Okay. But but there's a scene in it where John Turturro and Adam Adam Sandler? Yeah. Yeah, they 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 invent baseball. It's on YouTube. It is absolutely priceless. You need to watch it. Okay. I watched, I watched the first fifteen probably, minutes of that movie. Yeah, <laughs> ten minutes, fifteen minutes of that movie. And I mean, Adam Sandler is a, a big hit for me, but there are definitely some misses on that, on his that's one, on his that's part. One of them, hundred percent. I I, I honestly, I honestly think I got ten or fifteen minutes in and I shut it off. Yeah, it same was, with that diamond one for me. The you diamond, diamond like that one. one. Uncut oh, gems. The, Uncut gems, yep. yeah. You didn't like that one? Oh, no. that one's so that's totally different than Ridiculous Six. Well, I, I, that. I that movie was good, but it definitely made me uncomfortable watching it. Well, yeah, that's the whole point. I know. I, think. I know. Wow. Anyway, let's move up Anyways. to the other half of the bracket here. We have um Hardball, Keanu Reeves special, and uh Bull Durham, another Kevin Costner Susan oh, Sarandon joint. This one's Damn. Isaac and I both just recently watched Hardball. We both just recently I, watched Bull Durham. Yeah, I just watched. Sucks. I'd never seen Bull Durham. Be, no, I've seen Bull Durham like a dozen times. Uh, but <laughs> I watched Hardball this afternoon. Oh, you did watch it today, just to catch it because it's not on the list. Yeah, Hard Hardball Hardball is sneaky good. They really the, get you in the feels with the kids. Yep. Um, it's a it's a great story. I think that the actually, you know what? I honestly, I liked the way they handled Keanu Reeves' gambling issues. I liked mm-hmm. that he was just able to clear it up and get out, and that was it. And he made the right decision. I do like that writing. Um, but dude, Bull Durham. No, Bull Durham is amazing. But That's I will a say this: movie. I'll say what Bull, Hardball it was is that you don't get you get some 
obligatory like baseball scenes when they're playing baseball, but you never ever nowhere in that movie does Keanu Reeves actually coach. No, he yeah. doesn't teach the kids how to play. The kids just have natural talent. Oh, okay. Like, is, like, that the take? Like, is that your take? That's my take. <laughs> the kids are just good. Like, like the pitcher, he's just dancing. He's listening to the Notorious well, B.I.G. Because he's yes, and he's just I like it when you call me Big Pop, and he's just got that playing in his head, and and yeah. Yeah, so I do. I do like uh, you know. It's it's definitely Hollywood in the sense that you got Keanu Reeves who goes from degenerate gambler and you know ducker of bookies to suddenly this full-hearted good guy who still occasionally smokes a cigarette. So <laughs> uh, gives a powerful eulogy at a funeral and yeah, and then, and then is going to work at a school afterwards. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Right, like three sixty for sure. But, redemption uh, story. So. It's yep. it's good. It's good. It's um, very it's very good. I, in my opinion, I think that on on like the the vibe and the and the feels of of baseball movies, just you know, I think the story is great for hardball. But I think on on the basis of this being a baseball bracket, I think Bull Durham's got to take it. Minor league baseball shows it exactly. I mean that gave us a, an, an eye into major league ba- uh, minor league baseball, right? You know, yeah, the, the catcher who's been playing forever and. See, and that's good. he's very good. And, the cast you know, in Bull Durham, oh, like like John C. Riley is the catcher. Like him, no wait, that's sorry, that's that's the other movie. It's not John C. Riley. Yeah, Bill Durham. Um, he's the catcher. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner's the catcher. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry, wrong movie. But Tim Robbins <laughs> is the pitcher. But yes. but the minor league thing was fun. But the best part of it is the this is it was that one and um, what's that for the love of the game? We'll get there in a minute. Uh, but those two oh, movies buddy. really hit it and I was going to mention this earlier the connection between a pitcher and a catcher I didn't yep. realize how important that connection is and that there is I'm assuming that these aren't all it's not a recurring theme in baseball movies just for fun I'm assuming it's a real thing on teams that you have to have a connection between them they have to understand exactly what's going on with each other and how to push each other and how to do and and the, it's a trope right the old wise catcher bringing along the young pitcher right uh, which is that, which is actually pretty cool because that's kind of a picture of life, right? So, so the 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 relationship between between a pitcher and a catcher, um, for those that might not know that don't they're not crazy baseball nerds, but um, essentially the catcher is as crucial, if not more crucial, to calling a game um, for like which which pitches to throw as the pitcher is. So a lot of times the catcher is the one calling the calling the the um, which pitch the he wants the pitcher to throw, and the pitcher just kind of agrees or disagrees, and they work it out. So it's it's a very much a give and take relationship between them to figure out how they want to throw their game. Yeah, that's really absolutely that's really cool. That that yeah. movie also, like you said, Dad, it just shows minor leagues. What I assume the minor leagues is because I hear I hear a lot more about hockey. Right, you hear about the 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 jungle that is the minor leagues in hockey versus you know the show the nhl same thing here jungle jungle bee i love the uh i love the scene in bull durham when costner comes in and they tell him kind of what the gig is for him being on the team and 
he's he's like, nah, I've had enough. I quit. And he walks out and the manager and whoever else the other guy was, uh, whatever the other guy was, they're kind of just like nonchalant about it. And then Costner walks back in after about 10 seconds of looking around the, around the locker room. And he walks back in and he looks at him and he goes, so who are we playing tomorrow? <laughs> like they almost expected it. I love that. I love that scene. And the scenes on the mound in that movie are just so good. Like they're yeah. so good, right? Yeah. So, there's yeah there's, the the one on the mound where they're talking about the the wedding gifts. Well, the man, what what the, the manager manager comes out and sorts everything out. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, what are we going to get him for a wedding? Well, do they have this? Excuse me. What the hell's going on out here? Well, Nick's scared because his eyelids are jammed and his old man's here. We need a live. Was it a live rooster? We need a live rooster to take the curse off Jose's glove, and nobody seems to know what to get Millie or Jimmy for their wedding present. Is that about right? Well, uh, candlesticks always make a nice gift, and uh, maybe you can find out where she's registered, maybe a place setting or maybe a silverware pattern. Okay, let's get to it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Does, I wonder if that's ever happened on a mound before. Oh, I'm sure it has. Probably. Or the... Uh, or the uh... Man, he hit that like he knew what it, what I was going to throw. Yeah, he did know what you were going to throw. How did you know that? I told him. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that it took me that long to watch it, but I definitely enjoyed it. Fully enjoyed that movie. Yeah, it was really good. So I'm I'm picking Bull Durham here, and I think Isaac did already. I did. So I think it's yep. going on. Um, next, we have uh, two movies. I don't know if my dad's seen both of them. Um, I've seen 61 61 so 61 asterisk and everyone wants some I'm just going to make a quick a quick pitch for everyone wants some and then we could just kick it out of the, the or everybody wants some it's a Richard Linklater movie he wanted to do it right after he made Dazed and Confused and it is basically that it's it's a one one weekend shot of a right before fall training university baseball squad so it's more a party okay. movie than it is a baseball movie. Well, I, I will say that I, I watched several extended trailers. I didn't watch the movie, and I never saw one baseball scene in any of the trailers. Yeah, yeah. So no, it's, it's, I, I agree with Kevin. It's, it's not a baseball movie per se, but it, it it's a great movie, and it's it's worth <laughs> a watch for baseball. 61, I just rewatched again, and I've seen it a few times, and that movie is so awesome. It's very good. So it, it's been... It's been a minute since I've seen that movie, but it is easily in my, you know, solid in my top five, top eight baseball movies all time. Uh, Tom Jane, Barry Pepper. Cool. It's based on the Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle, uh, home run chase. And in 61. Yeah. And it, it is. Yeah. It's in 1961 and they're running for 61. And, and it, it's phenomenal. <laughs> like it's another one of those, like, teammates looking out for each other you got a younger guy and an older guy and it gives you like i don't know it gives you just like the fun side of baseball and the fun side of chasing records i just love that movie it it also yeah, gives you sorry dad go ahead no i was gonna say that it gives you that such a, an accurate ac depiction of roger maris that he was this midwestern guy that was just had different values than everybody else right and yeah didn't want to talk about the lifestyle and all that stuff. He just wanted to play baseball. Mm -hmm. And so it's really interesting that then when they talk about in the movie about, you know, Sosa and McGuire are going to break that record and he's not, a, he's dead already. Right. But, but the family going and uh, how they felt about it. Yeah. They were probably, you know, pretty upset that, that 
the record was going to be broken by these guys. But then that's what he went through when he broke Babe Ruth's record. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say it, it It also shows the you said it shows the, the good side of how they grow through the season or whatever. But it also shows the crappy side of just the old boys club that is the league where especially in 1961 with Babe Ruth still in the minds of everybody. Um, oh, we changed the rules. So now we have to put an asterisk beside his record because there's more games in a season. Like where they, you know, kept, like they kept that asterisk there, asterisk there until what the nineties? Nineties, yeah, crazy. Ninety two or ninety three, I think. It was in there. I mean, I remember seeing it over and over again. Those because I looked that stuff up, right? That's what I did. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> nerd, <laughs> nerd, nerd. <laughs> That's the thing, man. Most people who are like really thoroughly, like truly baseball fans, were stats nerds. Oh, you have to be. That's the other yeah. thing about baseball, right? It's I mean, we get obsessed about them in hockey, but baseball is a numbers game. So, one hundred percent. And I always that's my that's my rebuttal when somebody says, "Oh, baseball sucks. It's boring." I said that's because you're dumb because you don't know math. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, sixty one was was it was so much fun because that was I mean Babe Ruth. If you know baseball at all, like Babe Ruth, obviously is just like this legend, this untouchable legend. So. At that time, regardless of how you feel about the teams they played for, um, the fact that these guys were, you know, pushing for a record of uh, of the great Bambino, like it's 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 a special movie. It's special special history. Yeah. And the only thing that saved them was that they were Yankees, right? So that was the only. If they if those guys would have been on a different team, they would have been even way more controversial. Oh, the damn Yankees. They get everything they ever Well, wanted. I was going to say, they had such... Like, you look at the the amazing players that have come from the Yankees, because I, I did, at, when I was watching that a couple weeks ago, I uh, I just went on to all the records that come from the Yankees, and they're, they just they just spend money and get the best players. I'm, I'm kind of... I'm, so I'm kind of torn. So, like, I, I don't like that baseball doesn't have a salary cap, because... Obviously, the smaller market teams, they have a hard time. They got to work harder to get where they where they want to be. However, if you put a salary cap into baseball, you basically eliminate the villain. Exactly. And and you got to have a villain. And, you know, if you're unless you live in New York, well, I shouldn't say as long as you don't live in Manhattan. That's where the that's where the Mets play, right? Uh, Mets play. Long, Long Island. Mets or Long Island, I think. Either. Or is that the Islanders? Either way, yep. either way. Um, if you're a Yankees fan, you're a Yankees fan, and if you're not a Yankees fan, you hate the Yankees. Yes. Same with the uh, Red Sox. If you if you like the Red Sox, great. If you don't, you hate the Red Sox. Every other team, aside from the Dodgers, um, it's a it's you know you got you got fans here, fans there, but there's those like big three teams: the Dodgers, the Yankees, and the Red Sox that everybody either loves or absolutely hates. And you got to have that in baseball. That's kind of what kind of what makes baseball baseball is you got to have those guys that can just buy up all the players, and then you got the smaller market teams that are like the underdog story every year. Yep. There you go. Yep. All right. And if and the, when Chicago Cubs won the World Series, I was a little disappointed because not because I hate the Cubs. It's just that I'd rather have them, you know, be the eternal losers, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. That was what nineteen oh eight. Before they won that World Series, that was the first World Series they had won since 1908, I think. Yep. That was I insane. I think that's what it was. But yeah. That yeah. was, honestly, it was pretty cool to see that. I, I, 
I'm not a Cubs fan. I'm not a Cubs hater. Uh, my brother went to Wrigley Field. He got to actually watch a game at Wrigley, which I thought was wicked. He sent me tons of photos. Um, really cool history, rich history with the Cubs. Uh, for them to for them to wor- win a World Series after that long, it was it was Pretty definitely cool. special. Pretty was special. Was he there the yeah. same day as Ferris Bueller? Was, <laughs> was he there the same day as Ferris Bueller? Oh yeah, no, <laughs> of course. <laughs> My brother's definitely not that old. <laughs> yeah, okay, just check it. Yeah, you've you've met him. Um, all right, let's yeah. move on here. Next, uh, so yeah. everybody, sixty-one, 61 yes. moves on. Um, we have for the love of the game, another Kevin Costner classic, and uh, this is a landslide and, and rookie landslide. rookie of the year. I'm gonna make a quick argument for rookie of the year, and I'll let you guys stomp all over me. Well, at least Isaac, you do. Yeah, you do you, but yeah, no. Okay, no. Well, who knows? We got we got the the K breaker, the Kev, the 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 Kevin here. Um, fam, 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 fam? No, rookie of the year. I Old re- man yells at clouds. <laughs> rookie of the year uh, was way better than I thought it was. I remember it being kind of a garbage movie, and I watched it a week ago again with Marshall, and watching how happy he was watching it was awesome. I think I mentioned this on the podcast a week ago, so I won't go too crazy. But um, way to bring your kid into this, Daryl. Yeah, well, you know, he's my dad's grandson. I'm trying to, you know, (laughs) (laughs) oh, even more, even even more more. nepotism. Keep tugging on those heartstrings. Um. Anyway, but it had Gary Busey before his car accident, so he was like all there and just really, really good in it. And 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 Daniel Stern, who's who's (laughs) the um, one of the wet bandits. He yes. was in it and directed and wrote the movie. Harry. Harry. He's is it Harry? Yeah. No. It's definitely not Joe Pesci. No, is Joe Pesci Harry? Uh now I'm blank. I'm now I'm confused as to which one's who. Now you're confusing me. Right? Anyway, he's not Joe Pesci. He's the other wet bandit. And uh, or sticky bandit, depending first or second. But yep. but anyway. <laughs> Daniel well, Stern is, the first. is in it, and he is so funny in it. And then even the kid, the kid is great, and he's uh, he's that he well he was in uh, American Pie is the biggest thing he was in after that I think. But um, anyway, rookie of the year, Marv Marv Daniel Stern is Marv. There you go. But rookie of the year Idiot. is just it's a really good movie, and I really liked for the love of the game, but rookie of the year was great. So I'm gonna stick with rookie of the year. Anyway, Isaac, tell us about For the Love of the Game. <laughs> uh, clear the mechanism, boys. Come on. Okay, that's um, a great line. Hey, clear, you got, clear the mechanism. You got uh, past his prime, Kevin Costner, in yet another baseball movie. 
John C. Riley as the lovable catcher with the curly hair. It's it's the it's the the pursuit of perfection. It's it's the the grand the grand master the 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 ultimate prize of of baseball aside from the World Series is is throwing a perfect game and the fa- the the way they the way they put that movie together the way they built the backstory the way they built the characters um honestly i think i would say for love of the game is easily top 3 uh, of my favorite baseball movies of all time and not just cuz it's kevin costner in a baseball movie but it's a phenomenal story well acted well written um the way they set up everything, the way they they decided on how they wanted to run the in-game scenes, I thought it was just a, a extremely rewatchable, feel-good, um, great great movie. Absolutely love that I, film. I do. I did really enjoy that movie. I, I I didn't know if I was going to, but I really 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 enjoyed watching it. It was really fun. I I liked how they cut the. It was just one game. Right, the the playing was just one game. Obviously, they had some backstory of other games, but it was just one game. That was what the the, the yeah. story was. Um, yeah. Dad, do you remember that one? Did you watch that? Oh, no, I've seen it. Yes, I have. I have, and I and I and as much as I love the baseball in the movie and the story and uh, you know the same that same idea, right? But you know the other part of the movie, I didn't enjoy as much. Like the love, story. the love story, right? <laughs> It's Who's not because I'm against Kelly Preston, right? Was it yeah, Kelly yeah, Preston? Preston? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Okay, so which was I mean, it was it was fine, but I just didn't see anything there. But so it would have been, and I understand that they had to do that to sort of draw out the the idea of the perfect game and that the stuff in the the in game stuff was amazing. Like that's, and that'd be the only reason that I would vote that ahead of Rookie of the Year. So, and I have to be honest because you think there's an old guy that liked Rookie of the Year. Well, I'm in the same boat as Daryl. I mean, I watched it with Daryl when he was a little older than Marshall, right? And when it first came out. And to be able to watch a movie like that with him when he loved it. And it was one of those father-son moments. And uh, oh, great movie. Oh, did, did we just upset Isaac? <laughs> Fellas, this is, this is killing me. Rookie of the Year. I mean, it's a, it's a good movie. I'm not going to lie, but... I mean, oh, as far as classics go, I mean, listen, it sounds to me like you would that. I mean, I'm going to, if I'm, you push me to vote, I will vote for, uh, for the love of the game. Oh, you jerk. I love it. Oh. I love it. I even, but I even copy and pasted that. I even copy and pasted rookie of the year in there. I had to, <laughs> I had to, but I had to say, I watched, I rewatched rookie of the year the other day and it was, I, I enjoyed it. I really did. I hadn't seen it for, 20 years i i really really enjoyed it um some of the stuff was just silly right and that's okay i get i get that it's silly and and maybe that i'm older it just seemed a little bit too silly but i did love the relationship with 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 um the 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 friends right yeah his movie his buddies in it yeah they were great and and so i would i'll put it this way that story that the backstory of him and his buddies and then the mom, right, falling in love with the catcher as opposed to her crappy uh, boyfriend. Her crappy boyfriend. That was that's that was pulled off better than the love story in the for love of the game. 
But but for a baseball but movie, <laughs> but the but but the baseball stuff in the for the love of the game was really really exceptional. I I just liked that he I I liked the the turmoil that he felt between focusing on baseball and focusing on his on his relationship. That there well, was that yeah yeah there was that uh, that battle that internal battle and that that uh, you know that uh decision and and what he had to work through i and and it's kevin costner the guy can't can't do anything wrong really no not when it comes to baseball not when it comes to baseball. so okay so for love of the games moving on it's a good movie i have a question about perfect games why so perfect game is just no one gets on base correct it's 27 up 27 down yeah Yeah. it's it's so there's a, a no hitter which is is uh you don't allow any hits in the game, no. but you can walk a batter or two. Um, or you can have some errors. People you can, can have errors. On, people can get on base by errors. Yeah. Uh, perfect game is you do not allow a base runner, which is phenomenal. Like, you know, there's, I don't remember the last perfect game that was pitched, but Roy Halliday. It's, it's, it's a feat, man. It's unreal. I think it was Roy Halliday. Uh, he might be Ran, the only ones in the baseball are seven. I was just looking it up. Maybe I maybe I screwed that up. Oh, Major League Baseball perfect games. Never mind. There's more than that. But anyway, there's uh, Cy Young got him. Sandy Koufax. Um, of course. Anyway, there was. A, I remember watching. Now I I might be on crack, and we'll quickly move on. But. Um, <laughs> There was there was a game there was a game that I remember watching a couple years ago maybe it was five ten years ago where someone was going for like an unbelievable amount of strikeouts in a row or in a season. Do you remember who that was? Recently, yeah, recently. I just remember they they kept putting K's up there. They kept being signs like they were like fifty two K or something. He had like fifty two strikeouts in a season. And he was about to break a record. No, I had to wait. That's not even close to the record. No, because so, there's some. There's a lot of. Well, not. I shouldn't say a lot, but there's a good number of pitchers that can hit 200 strikeouts in a season. Um. So then it was. I don't remember. Like I don't. I don't remember like sequential, like in a row. I don't remember if there. I don't remember that one. Okay. Anyway, I I do. I did just look up the most recent perfect game was Felix Hernandez yeah. of the Seattle Mariners and then, in 2012, and then Matt Cain, and then Philip Humber, and then Roy Halladay. So there's been a few. Only one ever in a World Series was um, the Yankees. Don Larson. Wow. Oof. Can you imagine? All right. Against Legendary. the Brooklyn Dodgers, 1956. Oh so, man, Brooklyn. All right, we're moving on. Yeah. Um, last, <laughs> last one of the first round. We've, uh, we might, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this after. We, we'll to, we might, we might yeah. cut this in half right here and make it two parter, but probably not. We'll, we'll get through it quickly. Um, we might just we might just decide on just voting rather than discussing. Yeah. on the second yeah, we'll, round, we'll, we'll go here. So we got a league of their own versus angels in the outfield. Oh, that's an easy oh, win for me. It's an bro. easy win for me too, but I want to give a league of their own a little bit of respect. That movie is really good, and and I didn't know that. I I always there's, as a kid, there's no crying in baseball. There's no, there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. What are you Classic Tommy. Oh, but it's it's a good movie. I always, when I was a kid, I, I don't know why I didn't want to watch it. 
but I watched it like a couple years ago and it was it was just really really good. That's yeah. sexist, bro. It probably was me being a sexist. <laughs> to be honest with you, that's probably why I didn't want to watch no. it. Women's baseball? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but there isn't a women's I mean there isn't like a professional women's baseball baseball league. No, it was just so. dur- just during that movie. Well, the what the that that era that the movie depicted, right? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But uh, Angels in the Outfield, we've talked about that movie on this podcast probably every fifth episode. It's It could happen. It, it could happen. You've never seen any of this before. Why should you now? Hey, it could happen. That movie is so good. I just, I love Dan, uh, Danny Glover and Christopher Lloyd and, and the dead, Joseph Gordon And the deadbeat dad. And the deadbeat dad, whoever that is. When the Angels Win the Pennant. Oh, man. That movie, like, yeah, Danny Glover, fantastic. What's the guy's name? Uh, Tony Danza. Tony Danza. Oh, yeah. Kevin, we're on the same, we're on the same bead right now. I love it. <laughs> uh, do, that movie is phenomenal. Young Owen Wilson. Uh, uh, everything. For, that movie, that, everything about that, that movie. Big, fantastic. That big catcher with the mohawk who eats hot dogs. He reminds me of a coworker of mine. <laughs> there you go. I have a coworker who has a mohawk and he puts a hard hat on and then he takes his hard hat off and his mohawk is perfect. <laughs> I had a mohawk one time. Isaac made I forgot that a- Adrian Brody was in that movie. Who's he? Yeah. Who's he just an outfielder? Yeah. Something like that? He's the goofy uh yeah, the goofy guy. Yeah. But, I don't remember his name, but But yeah. I just yeah, that movie I I, I just loved it as it's just so good. I don't even know. We don't even need to talk about it any more than that. It's nope. so good. Everybody knows. If you haven't seen Angels, Angels in the Outfield, you're probably not listening to this What podcast. is so disappointing about that movie is it's not on a streaming service. <coughs> so you have to go find it illegally, but uh, do it. Or you legally on iTunes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You and, you know it's it. a, and you know it's a remake, right? No. It was first came out in 1951. Oh. Is, I didn't know. I didn't know that. that at all. Not even one bit. No. So... Of course, I've never seen the original. No, never. no one wants to watch the original. I'm just no, kidding. because it, it might be good. Well, can can you imagine the um, the amazing graphics when the angels were catching the lifting the players up? So. <laughs> You're right, because the graphics weren't even that great in the '90s. It was actually helium balloons. What? Moving on. Okay, perfect. <laughs> angels in the outfield moves on. Let's get back to the other side. We have the Sandlot versus Moneyball. Sandlot. Yeah, sorry, money. Sandlot. Sorry, Moneyball, but the Sandlot Good is movie, moving on. But... I, again, a, a moment of silence for Philip Seymour Hoffman in your own heads right now. <laughs> he was great in that movie. Uh, next, we have Field of Dreams versus 42. Field of Dreams. 42, for sure. Field of Dreams. Oh, no way. Of course. Yep. Uh, obviously, it's going to go on. Sorry about yeah. that. We have uh, Bull Durham next versus 61. On a on a on a nostalgia, I'm gonna go with the nostalgia. Uh, 61 for me, Dad. Uh, it would have to be Boulder for me. <sighs> this is so hard. This one because, and here's why. <laughs> and and this is the, I'm gonna be real honest with you guys. I like 61 more. I want to watch it. I I'd probably watch it again. And it's gonna be the one I move on. 
but my dad just loves Bull Durham so much that I want it to go on just for him. <laughs> can, can I? Oh, I'll, I'll explain that a little bit. Bull Durham is not. I, I don't know that I'm so much in love with the movie as I am with the scenes. Some of the scenes in the movie. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. There's just so many sure. classic scenes from Bull Durham, right? Yeah. You know, hitting the hitting the hitting the mascot. You know all that. You know. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> I love when he when he his first game, just. Couldn't couldn't hit the hit the glove to save his life. It's so unbelievable watching that that that's well, a minor Tim team. Robbins is you know it's one of those things where you just go Tim Robbins alone, right? So yeah, just anyways, that's he's just, great, but that's me. But and the funny thing about real quick, the funny thing about Tim Robbins is that he has so many movies that are so good, and then so many movies that he's so unlikable, like uh, High Fidelity, for example. Tim Robbins in High Fidelity, ah, you just want to punch the guy in the face. But anyways, moving on. Yeah, okay. yeah, but. Uh, we we have 61 moving on. Then we have For the Love of the Game and Angels in the Outfield. Oof. And I'm going Angels in the Outfield. I'm going For Love of the Game. Sorry, Kev. It's up to you, Dad. Uh, angels here. <laughs> angels in the Outfield. Was that... Uh, there's a, okay, so all these movies that came out in the 92, 93, 94, all these baseball movies, like there was the Rookie of the Year. And Sandlot, Angels was, in the Outfield. Sandlot. What was the other one? That uh, came Little out Big League. The, Little Big League, right? All those movies came out, and it just it seemed like we were, like it was just such great fare. Well, your your kids go and rent go and rent the movie, watch it, and right. I was gonna say your kids were probably six and ten when they came out. Yeah. So and then have Daryl watch the movie, you know, seventeen times more (laughs) before we had to take it back. Oh, don't forget to rewind. Oh, I rewound. I rewound those VHSs every time and rewatched it. Like if we, we just lost. We just lost two listeners. If we, if we, no. But here's the, the honest truth. If we rented it on a Friday night and we got popcorn and we sat down as a family to watch a movie on Saturday morning, I was up before my brother or my dad or my mom, and I was watching that movie probably twice before my dad got up. Yep. Here's here's what here's what makes these movies some of these older like early '90s uh, movies uh, special to me is that you re- we all remember watching them on VHS with no cell phones, just everybody sitting down as a family in the living room on a rented VHS and watching the whole movie, everybody paying attention, nobody missing a thing, and it was just fantastic. Yeah. See now we're now we're all three of us are old men yelling at clouds. Yeah, I know, right? We're all there. <sighs> I'm there. All right. I'm All right. There. We are on the semifinals here. We have the Sandlot versus Field of Dreams. Is anyone going to make the case for Field of Dreams? Oh, man, that's honestly that's so tough. But for me and 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 me growing up watching baseball movies, I I gotta go Sandlot. Field of Dreams is if it could be a final between Field of Dreams and Sandlot, I think it would be, in my opinion. But we got to pick one. I would pick Sandlot. Dad, okay. where are you at? Oh, you're asking. Oh, me? yeah. Um, yeah, for that and the and the for that reason, and the, oh, just the history in it too, right? And the time and oh man, yeah. No, it's Sandlot for me, and it's the Sandlot for me for sure. Um, yeah, there we go. So Sandlot is in the final. I think we're gonna remember. Remember when we did the sports movie bracket a few weeks ago, and it was two kids movies. Uh, right, right now we have sixty-one and Angels in the Outfield. And I'm okay, I'm gonna go first. Yeah, you go ahead. I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go sixty-one, just because I feel like <laughs> that might not win, and I truly, 
I watched that. It was a family favorite of ours for 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 baseball movies. I really really like that movie, and I really like the acting, and I really like the story and the history. I'm gonna go sixty one. Dad, go ahead. I want to hear what you say. Oh Darryl. well, I'm a hundred percent Angels in the Outfield, and it's <laughs> and it's and it's just Joseph Gordon Levitt is. I still think he's one of my favorite actors, and I didn't know it at the time. But he was in it, and he was really good. <laughs> That's not why, but it's here's why I loved it as a kid, because it's fun, it's fantastical, and obviously it it's just it's just a fun baseball movie with your family. I don't know. I loved. I just loved it. It's good. If we're going hardcore baseball, sixty-one star or sixty-one should probably just win. But I'm saying Angels in the Outfield for sure. Well, that's a, it's that's a really tough decision for me, and and I agree with both of you guys entirely. Like it really is, it's um, um, like if you're gonna pick sixty one over, let's say forty two, I'd say you know that sounds crazy because we're just talking numbers there, right? <laughs> but sixty one <laughs> would did there? win over forty. Sixty one <laughs> would be over win over forty two. It's nineteen better. <laughs> Good. <laughs> And that's a dad I... joke. That's a boomer dad joke right there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go with 61. Oh wow. Ah, I love it. I love it. That is two that I've copied and pasted that I got incorrect. <laughs> I love it. Kevin, we got to have you on yeah. more often. This is fantastic. <laughs> well, the language is way better when I'm here. Yeah, well, I'm 100%. trying to make it appropriate for my kid I, to listen. Daryl Daryl was telling me he's like, "Isaac, you got to you got to I want Marshall to be able to listen to this one." And I said, "Daryl, I have a child." <laughs> I know how to shut it off and turn it on. <laughs> all right. And for the record, you guys can swear all you want as far as I'm concerned. You just Well, yeah. You, well, you, you, you just won't hear it from me. That's yeah. All. Oh, that, fair enough. That's like when Dean's on. Yep. Yeah. Same, same thing. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. We have a final of 61 versus the Sandlot. And I'm going to make a quick case for the Sandlot. All right. It has a, and, and I like 61. I love 61. It's great. But the Sandlot, even the non-baseball scenes, or or not even even, but the non-baseball scenes make it amazing. The baseball scenes are great, but the non-baseball scenes are amazing. Watching them use their tinker toys to build contraptions to try to get the ball back, the sleepover with the s'mores, the pool scene with Wendy Peppercorn, which is (laughs) arguably a scene that's inappropriate now, but they got married in the end. Nine children. Nine children. They got married, so it's all good. And then the scene where they eat tobacco at the carnival, and they all puke on oh. the tilt a whirl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like that's like the baseball scenes are great, but those are perfect. I don't know. Well, that's childhood and, to a team. And, and, and I'll and I'll also, uh, I'll add in there like the the adult sort of part of that the relationship between the between him and his him and his stepdad right and how awkward it is and how difficult it is yeah and that's in uh who's the actor that plays his dennis dad? leary dennis yeah. leary yeah dennis leary drives me crazy but that's beside the point gotta yeah. watch out for the curve yeah. <laughs> so, yeah exactly but then also the relationship with uh, all of a sudden with james earl jones is just to me without him in that movie the movie doesn't mean anything right but then to have that tie-in and then to you know to be able to hand his stepdad a 
signed signed by everybody on the team, not just the babe, right? Yeah. So, and then a kid that doesn't understand in how they have to clue him in, and <laughs> it's uh, signed by some lady. That's the same guy. <laughs> the the Colossus of Clout. Would <laughs> you 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 don't understand? That wasn't my ball. Oh, oh just they're just appalled. They're just appalled, right? What? Yeah. I uh, so yeah. For me, it's I would say South Lot, big time. And and again, same thing. In, if I had to pick one of those baseball movies that I had watched with my kids that meant the most, and now to see my kids watch that same movie with their kids and they all have the same reaction, makes that makes tips it over the top for me. That's awesome, Isaac. That's special. Are you are you going Sandlot? Uh, bro, it's, I think, I think your dad just basically spelled it out. It's, and you, it's, it's, uh, the baseball scenes are all fantastic. Absolutely phenomenal. The way they put the games together when they're playing, when they play that, uh, rival team. Oh, when they pull and, in on uh, their bikes and they come in and play and, and, and what's his name? Uh, what, uh, Ham is there. Hamilton Porter. just bugging the other team like as they're coming up it's so perfect yeah it, yeah if uh i don't know man like you you sandlot is it's honestly it's the perfect baseball movie because it has baseball scenes that are great it has g- actual game scenes that are really 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 good and everything outside of that story scenes writing it's the hat yeah, it's that the hat. Hey, you got a fireplace? Burn that Burn hat. That hat. Um, who is she? I mean, it's it's perfect. The, it's honestly, it's the perfect baseball movie. It's for your kids, for your family, for everything. I, I got to go Sandlot, hundred percent. Well, there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Sandlot is the winner of our baseball movie bracket. And then maybe, maybe when I'm eighty-five. I can watch the Sandlot with my great-grandchildren, and they'll have the same reaction. There you go. I, I was actually going to say earlier, Isaac, when you have the chance to watch the Sandlot with Sully, when he's a couple years older and he'll get it, I can. I know that you're – it's just going to re- – I know you love it already as for yourself, but it's it will just change it for you. You're going to be like, okay, this movie's the best baseball movie already. Even though I said that one time, it still is, and it's better every time you watch it. I don't know. It's good. Yeah, the Sandlot Sandlot is easily when I think of movies that I want to watch with my kid when he's old enough to really get it. Sandlot is easily in my top 2 movies of that category. So, it's uh like I said, when I watch that movie, it just brings me back to being a kid. Um but it also hits home with my the reality that is that I love baseball. Um currently. So, it's like I said, man, that movie it does not miss. It it is dead shot for sure. Well, there we go. So did you know that Jackie Robinson stole home 19 times in his career? Wow. And that they said that the last person to steal home for the Dodgers was Benny the Jet. (laughs) (laughs) Benny the Jet Rodriguez. He's stealing home. I don't believe it. He's stealing home. Fantastic. That's I love that tie in. That's fantastic. (laughs) That was a good one. There you go with the random facts. That's those are old man facts right there. We, We, 
And if you haven't seen Sandlot, well, unfollow us. Yeah. Go away. <laughs> anyway, Dad, <laughs> Kevin, thank yeah. you for coming. We really appreciate having well, you. Was, this was a hoot. I enjoyed it. It was yeah. a hoot. Did you hear that, Isaac? It was a hoot. It was a real. It was a real knee slapper. <laughs> It was. Um, if you know anything about us, we like to have a code word, and usually people come on and say inappropriate things, but I figure you won't. So what's uh, what's the code word for this week, Dad? Uh, stealing home. Oh, that's I perfect. It. I love it. Stealing home. Well, we'll see if we'll see how long it takes for my kid to come up to you and say stealing home. Um, okay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> perfect. Well, th- hi, Marshall. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for thanks for coming on, Dad. Isaac, thank you as always. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks and a lot. To all Appreciate our it. listeners. Thank you for being a part of the game. Oh, you know, no one else is going to say anything? I'm just going to leave it at that? Okay. Yeah, see you later. It's gonna be a short game and I gotta get home for lunch. <laughs> That's one. You know, if my dog was as ugly as you, I'd shave his butt and tell him to walk backwards. The heater. Here it comes. I dare you. Strike three, you're up. Hey, is that your sister out there in left field, naked? She's naked. Shut up, Porter! Hey, hey, hey! I'm just trying to have a little friendly conversation. Come on. You think she'd go out with me? Come on, show me your stuff. See what you got. <laughs> <laughs>